Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we consider the research and we share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And on most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. But on this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Bree Reynolds, Career Development Manager for FlexJobs, the OG site for remote, flexible, and freelance job listings. As a career coach and resume writer, Bree offers practical information and resources to help people overcome their roadblocks and discover career happiness, which we all want. She also writes for FlexJobs blog and lots of other media outlets. So all of which is to say, welcome, Bree. Thank you very much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So I uh, usually start with like some some idea of a stat, you know, or a trend and, you know, just love the numbers. And um, <laughs> the one that shocked me was this week was I was reading uh, a Q&A with a Stanford economist, Nathan Bloom, mm-hmm. and he says that a full 42% of the labor force is now working from home which made me think of Bizarro Flex World, where the question is not, has gone from, you know, why allow flexible work? We were always making the business case for flexible work and showing its, its power and all this. And now it's, you know, why should that employee be in the office? You know, so, yes. you know, back in, you guys started in like 2007, right? Flex jobs? Yeah, back in 2007, when you're right, you had to kind of make the case and fight for flexible work. Remote work. It's hilarious that we've kind of come. Uh, I was going to say full circle, but that would put us where we were. We've done a 180. <laughs> a 180. There you go. Yeah. See, we're doing the math right now. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> they said there would be no math. But, well, so, which all of which leads me to, th- you know, as one of the original players in trying to help people find flexible jobs because. We know, we've, we've all known these people that like you, the way you typically got flexible, a flexible gig, like in, in the early 2000s was you would be so aggravated. You could not do the juggle. It was, it was, you were running out of rope and you're like, all right, I, I, I gotta go. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna resign. I'm gonna leave my job. And they would offer it to you as you walked out the door. Mm-hmm. It would always, you know, and it was a one off thing. Don't talk about it to people, you know, don't spread the word, you know, that sort of thing. And you would meet people, I, I and you still kind of do, um, that once they had that flexible job, they feared ever losing it. We all fear losing a job, but specifically because they thought they could, they could never find it again. Yes. And I, I think that's one of the joys of flex jobs is just the fact that to look at all the possibilities right now. Yeah, it's really, um, it, it's uh, over the last, I mean, you were right, we were founded in 2007. We've seen steady growth, you know, steady remote listings coming in, flex- flexible listings. Throughout the years, employers have gotten a little more friendly towards those sorts of things. But in the last six or seven months, it's really almost unbelievable to see how things have changed and how abruptly things have changed. Um, you know, we've had a, uh, a an increase every month in the number of remote job listings we've had. Wow. The last one was 12% increase in August over July. Before that, it was a 20% increase in July over June. Um, and so to have remote listings go up that quickly in such a short period of time is really um, unheard of. And yeah. to 
And to then see, I think the biggest thing for me that was most surprising during this time was that not only did employers send everyone to work remotely wherever possible, but in the most dire circumstances, the most stressful way of doing remote work, people are still saying, this is great. We really like it. I like to work remotely. The employers are coming out and saying this works well for us. People are more productive. And if you can do that in a pandemic, when <laughs> the entire world is imagine on a regular day. Yes. yes. Imagine when your kids go back to school and your spouse is maybe in a separate space in the house and you actually have that quiet time to do your work again as a remote worker. I it's it's really phenomenal. I was very surprised that people have come out and been as happy with it as they've been considering. <laughs> considering. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing too, that flexible work, the definition was never all full-time remote all the time. Yes. The definition itself is flexible. Yes. And so with the jobs that are coming in, it's fascinating that they're coming in still. What kind of jobs are they? Yeah. So- I mean, I guess they're predominantly all work from home right now, but you know, Where are they going? We're seeing... So the biggest areas where we've seen tremendous increases, the ones that have increased about 50% since March, we took a look just now, March versus September to see what the increases are in different career fields, are areas like customer service, accounting and finance, computer and IT, I believe administrative. So it's kind of a wide range of different areas that things have really gone up. And then even we're seeing regular, you know, steady things in marketing, in education and training, uh, nonprofit and philanthropy, business development. So it's a lot of, you know, quote unquote traditional fields that have just moved this way. And when you look at the, that kind of a list, you see why that makes sense, you know, especially with customer service and computer and IT. Both of those things have gone gangbusters in the last six months. There are, you know, more people are online, more people are using technology to communicate and connect. More people are using online customer service and remote customer service because they can't go to stores to do their typical things. And so we've seen that that increase. And now that we're getting into the holiday season, that's always a big time for those areas anyway. So we're going to continue to see it, I think. What's happening with the discussion around flexible work with the companies you're working with? And I preface this by saying I've had a number of companies say to me, yeah, we never thought we were a flexible company. You know, (laughs) now we are. Yes, we have definitely heard both from the kind of long-term remote companies that they were prepared for this, that they moved people quickly, that they've been doing this for a long time. So it wasn't a huge adjustment. And then we've also heard from companies who've taken this on and they've said, you know, we, we didn't think we would be a remote kind of company, yeah. you know, really widely embracing it, but it's actually worked out incredibly well. I have a family member, just as a, a personal anecdote, who owns a very traditional sort of company and is involved in manufacturing and all sorts of things. And he's moved as many people on his staff as possible to work remotely. And I thought for sure this would be one of those where everybody goes back to work when everything is said and done. And he's completely flipped on it. And he will fully admit that he was not pro remote work before this happened. And now he thinks that people should be allowed to work remotely. He's going to keep about 60% of his staff remote on an ongoing basis. And so just to see those kind of anecdotes across the board, you see, keep seeing them. Yeah. There are very few companies coming out and there are some saying that people were less productive or they had less creativity going on, but those are the very tiny percentage of the overall impact. I think most people seem to be very happy with it. Well, imagine too, you know, to those folks, I would say, imagine your work from home person doing it without the added fun of full-time homeschooling put on them or everyone at home or just the scenario that I think even if, if you, 
we were all working in the office for some reason. This was the weird scenario. And we all had to homeschool from the office. I think productivity might be down a little bit too. Yes. I love that. Because if you <laughs> flip it like that, it makes total sense that of course. And I think another thing that companies should focus on is did they do anything in this six or seven month period to really train their managers and their right. employees to do remote work well? Because it doesn't just happen. It's not just where you go home no. and you keep doing the same thing and everything's great. You have to shift the way that you manage people. You have to be creative and proactive in that creativity. And you can absolutely make it work and make it work well. But if you're not really invested in this and training people to do it well, of course, you're not going to have ideal results. And then you're in a pandemic. Right. <laughs> so that's the, the other pressure there. You have people dealing with illness and anxiety, uh, you know, physical illness, people getting sick in their lives or yes, themselves. The got, and the anxiety of it, dealing with elder care, elders you can't get to, and the homeschooling. So yeah, I'm going to say early on when we were all trying to make the business case for flexible work, swear to God, my plan wasn't for a pandemic to convince us all. But you know, <laughs> right. there you go. Here we are. Here we are. No matter where you go, there you are. That it's always a tool, you know. So if you have a poor workplace culture where people don't feel accountable or they don't have a time, like all these things, it's only a tool. It's the same thing as the internet. You know, yeah. the internet can be a huge, you know, productivity help. It can also be a huge time waster. I am completely guilty of it as anything else. And Flex is the same way. Yeah. So we were talking about this just before that this has been the hardest six months of my remote work life. And I've worked remotely for 10 years, fully remote. Yeah. And this is not like anything I've ever experienced. It's incredibly difficult. Even if kids were in school, which mine are not, or they weren't for a yeah. long time, they're back getting back to it now a little bit. But even if they were gone, the stress of the day-to-day -day news, the upheaval in the world, it all adds to the lack of focus that we're all feeling and we're all experiencing it at the same time. So we all right. feed into each other's lack of focus because that's all we can think about is what's going on in the world. And I think that if you are working remotely right now and feel like it's a struggle, it's not you yeah. and it's not the way remote work is supposed to be. And I think when people, when we finally come out of this, if companies are able to keep people working remotely, people are able to keep doing that you will see that remote work is this really nice, productive, focused way of working. Yeah. And if you can do it okay during a pandemic, you can do it really well after a pandemic is over. That is a great point. Because also, what if you could define your flexible work? Yes. My spouse is very, it like, looks forward to the day where he can go back into the office. It, it just, it's less distracting. It, he just feels more comfortable there. But would he love to have, like, for him, it's an occasional work from home kind mm -hmm. of flexible thing where he could just trigger it and go? Yes. Yes, yeah. he would. And when I used to work, like, at Working Mother, I worked from home. I had a set schedule. That worked for me. I would organize all my work to do quiet editing on Fridays when, mm -hmm. when no one would find me, you know, and, and hide out and sit on the couch and do big features. It's like, what if you could define it and not just be thrown into the, the mix? Yes, I think that's so critical. I mean, we were talking before about how, you know, the what was the stat that 42% or whatever yep. of employers are, are, are remote now, or employees are remote now. And it used to be before that about 5% of workers in the US were fully remote wow. all the time. And so I imagine, you know, being able to define that most of what happened before was hybrid, where you were in the office, sometimes you were working remotely other times. And that's how actually employees and employers prefer to do it if they, they can choose. Because yep. 
everybody does like people interaction. It's important to be face to face with people. I am a severe introvert and I still like my FaceTime with people when I can get it. And so if, if we can do that, like you said, define it for yourself, what works best for you, for your team, for your company and get creative about it and not be forced to be all home all the time. I think that's where the sweet spot is when people can really craft it for themselves. Well, so coming up on next Tuesday will be National Flex Day, which we started at Working Mother in 2013. So you and I were doing the math. So it's the eighth annual. Mm-hmm. National Flex Day. And what I love is Flex Job is always part of it, but you guys have really picked up the baton and you run with it. So I want to give you the floor to tell us how you're marking my favorite holiday. Yes. No. And well, and, and huge kudos and props to you for creating the holiday. I mean, this is something we look forward to every year. We're happy to continue running with the baton, but you made the baton. So thank you it's for the that. The only thing my kids remember that I did at Working Mother oh, is like, you, you made a holiday. That's awesome. And what a cool thing that is. I mean, not everybody can say they made a holiday. Yeah, so 8th annual National Flex Day. It's part of Work and Family Month. National Work and Family yes. Month, which is actually like a congressionally decreed October. And it's great. In fact, that's why I picked the third Tuesday of Work and Family Month, which is an odd day to pick. But I <laughs> wanted all the Work and Family Month stuff to come through and then have a new reason to celebrate. Yes, yeah, a know? real day, you know, a specific yeah. focus. So, yeah, so this year we have looked at October and are rolling out a host of events to go along with this and support the the call for National Flex, the need for work flexibility in all its forms, flexible scheduling, remote work, part-time professional jobs, the whole gamut. And of course, this year, our focus is really remote work because that is the name of the game right now. And so starting even October 1st through the 29th, we're going to be doing events, either one or two webinars each week. The first is going to be Be Kind to Your Mind, Stress Coping Strategies During COVID-19. Very excited (laughs) for that one. But for the, and all of these will be recorded too. So if you're listening to this after something has happened, the recordings will all be on flexjobs.com. We're going to talk about writing your resume, how to search for remote jobs, creating an action plan for your remote job search. And then on uh, October 29th is our last webinar. It's going to be our big deep dive into the remote job market, what it looks like, how to find a remote job. how to be a good remote worker because things have changed a lot in the last six months in terms of what even that job market looks like and how you can kind of get into it. Or if you now you have remote experience because of this, how do you leverage that to get a new position if that's what you're looking for? So we're going to go deep on uh, October. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be wearing a sparkly dress because <laughs> I have no other reason. I'm going to celebrate the end of National Work and Family Month wearing a sparkly dress. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> there. We will know who you are. I mean, I'm not there. washing my hair or anything, no, but I'll put on no. the sparkly dress. And there'll be yoga pants on under the dress, I think. Yeah. That's how we do it. Because I think that is wonderful. And I think that is great that you can come back and look at some of the ones, you know, like that happened earlier on previously on an episode of Flex Job. (laughs) Yes. That'll be great. But I think that learning how to be a flexible worker, because now that if you're part of the, what, I don't know what the math is of the 5% that became 42%, whatever that differential is, that is now working remote and would like to keep it and maybe your employer is not going to keep it, you know, then how do you find a new gig that fits with the new reality that you'd like to keep now that you've, you've tried it? Yeah, I think that is one of the biggest questions that people have is, where do you go? Because there are some employers who are, many employers probably, who are going to, you know, bring people back in. 
And if that is not what you want to do, the good news is there are more remote jobs out there than ever before. And it's really now just, you know, figuring out how you tap into that market. How do you, how do you brand yourself? How do you position yourself for that? How do you talk about it in your cover letter, your resume? And so we go into all those details. The key thing, I think the takeaway right now is you have to talk about it. You have to put it on your resume, mention it in your cover letters. Definitely pointed out that you have that experience. You've worked partially or fully remotely across time zones. If that's the case, really kind of spelling it out as one of the main pieces of your, your candidacy. Not only can you do the job that you're applying for, but you can do it remotely. That's the big piece. Wow. Because we're in bizarro flex world. Because, <laughs> because it used to be that, you know, you don't want to bring it up too soon. You maybe wait till the second interview, you know, kind of explore the idea of flexible work. And, you know, you kind of wanted to like almost back into it a little bit, but still put it on the table, but you didn't want to scare them away. Yes. At the beginning, now it's a skill you've acquired and you can flaunt it as such. Yeah, exactly. And I say, I love bizarro flex world. <laughs> it's kind of nice, you know? Not everything is terrible, I guess, is the message of today. Kind of. Yeah, it is, especially when you're going for jobs that are advertising themselves as remote, which more yeah. jobs are. If you're yes. still going for a job where they're, we call it hiding their flex, where they're being a little coy about it and not really saying what the flexible work options might be, you might want to put it on your resume in a little bit of a way and maybe not call huge attention to it right? and give the employer the chance to explain what the options might be before you go demanding anything. But for those jobs where they're, they're either the company has come out talking about remote work, they maybe are on, on Facebook or social media or the, in the job listing, it actually says they are remote friendly or this is a remote job. Absolutely. You want to be shouting it from the rooftops that you know how to work that way. Because I think that's still one of the things that employers like to see is somebody that they don't have to start from scratch with in terms mm-hmm. of remote work. And if you don't have any experience, I don't want to scare people who maybe aren't right. working remotely right now and who are looking for a job. Then you just want to focus on the skills that you have that would make you... Just you a, your other skills, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The skills that you have that would make you a great remote worker. You, you're a good communicator. You're focused. You're proactive. All those kinds of things, those show that you yep. can do the work remotely, even if you haven't done it before. And then you can go to Flex Jobs and watch the webinar on how to work effectively remotely and you'll be all good to go. Exactly. Perfect. Right? <laughs> there are good, you know, Flex Jobs is full of all kinds of resources for this way we're all working right now. And you've been doing it forever. So there's a lot there. Yes. And, and those skills don't change. It's just we have to use them in new ways in a pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just you probably have many of the skills that it would take to be a great remote worker. It's just pinpointing which of those skills those are and, uh, and then putting yourself out there with that as your branding. Oh, my goodness. Well, and so then coming out of the fabulous National Work and Family Month, where does it go? What are you guys thinking about with, I don't know, as we kind of come online and I don't know. I, I don't even know. Like it, it feels like it's everything is a, just the day ahead of us, the day ahead of us. But you know, what are you guys thinking about flex going forward, even in the fourth quarter? I think it will continue to hold pretty strong, especially with the holiday hiring season. We see an uptick with temporary jobs. A lot of those are going to be remote this year, which they have been in previous years, but I think this will be a bigger year for that sort of thing. Yeah. And as we get closer to, and I don't want to jinx it, but to the time when we may be able to return to somewhat of a normal life in the next six to nine months to 12 months even, I still think we're going to see remote work as a big piece of the overall job market of employers' plans. 
because now they've seen that it's a great emergency preparedness idea to have remote work. In the world's largest emergency ever. Yes. Yes, exactly. And to have it be ongoing so that it isn't, you you don't have to shake off the dust if you have to do it again, because you've been doing it the whole time. So I think we'll continue to see that. And also, I mean, just to to state the bare bones, obvious things, the cost savings, the productivity benefits, all those things that employers are seeing as a result of remote work are going to encourage them to keep it up. So I think we'll continue to see pretty strong growth for remote jobs into the the end of 2020 and beyond. Ooh, I love it. All right. Well, (laughs) I say to you, we'll get our finest National Flex Day finery on. I don't know what that is. I like the sparkly dress idea. I think I might go with that. Maybe we'll do it for that. Okay, sparkly (laughs) dresses for National Flex Day. And so we completely suggest use the hashtag National Flex Day, visit Flex Jobs. And I thank you, Bree, for joining us. This is Bree Reynolds of Flex Jobs joining us on The Breadwinners today. Visit their site, get to know all that webinar, celebrate the holidays. We're giving you a lot on your to-do list today. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But you can handle it. If you can handle a pandemic, you can handle anything. (laughs) So you'll find links to what we talked about in the episode description, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us anytime at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, share your story, offer some feedback. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps. Let us know what you think and help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices. Amplified.